Hi, this is Roy Thomas. You're listening to Crusader Chronicles. You're listening to Crusader Chronicles episode 14, featuring Amazing Spider-Man number 158 from April 1976. Welcome back to another episode of the Longbox Crusade Crusader Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Pat DJ Christakos. Crusader Chronicles is a spin-off podcast that will journal the comic book issues read chronologically by their release date from my comic book collection, either in digital, in a trade, or from the many long boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide short recaps, reviews, and ratings of their issue or issues from that release date. Sometimes I will be joined by fellow podcasters and friends, or sometimes it just may be me alone. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection. Joining me this episode are Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. It's a prescription for danger. Pop goes the weasel, goes the weasel, goes pop. Oh, it, it works. works. It works. All right. Good. <laughs> I, you know, I was jealous that Delvin got to try it on, and I wanted to try it on. <laughs> doesn't fit right, no. though. Doesn't fit right. Oh my goodness! Often imitated, never duplicated. Over here. Speaking of the OG weasel skull, we have Jason Albrick. That's my dark. That's my dark <laughs> I thought you were having a seizure. (laughs) I'll work on that. My brother's dying at work. No one cares. And speaking of the dark web, we have Delvin Williams. All around the globe. (laughs) It's Delpro. Oh, man. How to do. You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Buy my stuff. Buy my stuff. I don't have an Instagram account. Yeah. Well, maybe you should get Ooh. one. You can start posting Delvin. your pics. There you go. Ah. Doctor should grab up that account. That way you can sell it back to him. <laughs> oh, I see the yard sale artist account is sort of a purchase. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, there's roles have been reversed here. Let us know who said it better. The originals? <laughs> or the others. Next time around, each one will do a different take, and we'll see which one sticks better. Oh, with that, why don't we take a quick podcast promo break, and we will be right back to start the show. Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr. If you're a history lover or a musical lover, you probably know about both Hamilton and Burr's rise to power in the early stages of American history and their infamous duel. But what if you didn't know the full story? What if one of them was a werewolf? White Rocket Entertainment proudly presents a 48-page full-color comic book, Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Written by Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, art by Nate Niles, colors by Ace Wheelie and Ken Solomon, letters by Percival Constantine, and edited by Johanna Albrick. Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Available digitally on Kindle and Comics Central. C-O-M-I-X Central. Prefer a print copy? Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale, along with my other published works, are available at theyardsaleartist.big cartel.com that's the yard sale artist.bigcartel.com or you can buy it directly from me creator jared albrecht the yard sale artist at any of my comic-con appearances hamilton versus burr a werewolf tale 
Get your copy today. You won't regret it. Don't take my word for it. Here's what Ming Chen from AMC's TV series Comic Book Men had to say about it. I really enjoyed it. A lot of great werewolf scenes in here. A lot of great... Uh, this is how I wish history would be told to kids. <laughs> <laughs> Books like uh, Hamilton versus Burr, A Werewolf Tale. That's Hamilton versus Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Welcome back from the break. Today's Crusader Chronicles issue is Amazing Spider-Man number 158. Published by Marvel, got a cover date of July 1976, with an on-sale date of April 13th, 1976. Got a cover price of still only 25 cents. Just a note, there is a 30 cent variant cover out there as well that exists. Thieves. Dealing with did we deal with that the last time around? We did dirty yeah, crooks, yeah. man, dirty dirty crooks. And that nickel, in the classy that nickel. So editor is Len Wein. The title is Hammerhead is out. We got a writer is also Len Wein. Penciler Ross Andrew. Inker Mike. Say it with me. Espodito. Espodito. Espadito. His name is Mike Espadito. <laughs> With his lettering buddy, John Ka- Stanza. Stanza. Uh, colorist is Glennis Ween. And I'm adding a new section here. So you, if you want to read along with us, where else you can find this if you don't have the original issue? This was also reprinted in Marvel's Tales number 135 back in 1982. Otherwise, you can also find it in the Essential Spider-Man volume number 7 trade paperback. Also, you can find it, as Jared does, on the Marvel Unlimited. So we invite you to read along with us and join the fun. Let's take a look at the cover. And the cover credits go to penciler Gil Kane with inks by... By John Romita. Speaking of the cover, who wants to give me a rundown on that? Yeah, I'll go. I'll take a All crack right. at it. Okay, Pat. So the cover is pretty cool. It's got in the foreground, you have Spider-Man being choked by Dr. Octopus. Dr. Octopus is using his bare hands and his tentacles are snaking around the cover menacingly. Kind of have Spider-Man curled up there with one tentacle and, and Spider-Man's like fighting off two more. Dr. Octopus is strangling him to death with his bare hands. In the background, you have lovable Aunt May and she's cowering in fear by the shimmering ghost of Hammerhead. Maybe Shammerhead, we can call it. I don't know. But the Hammerhead character has got his arms reached out for Aunt May and she's shrinking back, trembling in fear. Spider-Man says, I've got to break free of Dr. Octopus before the ghost of Hammerhead murders my Aunt May. And then it's got the traditional amazing Spider-Man title logo up there, minus the webs, which I think the webs are kind of cool, but oh well. And then it's got the standing pose of Spider-Man up in the top left corner under the still only 25 cents. It's got the Marvel Comics Group banner, issue 158, and of course the ever-present comic code authority up in the top right. And that's about it. Uh, My thoughts on the cover? I really liked it. I think that, well, we'll get to the story later. I think the cover is better than the story. I really like the action and the tension in the foreground, the sense of menace of Dr. Octopus kind of towering over Spider-Man, who's desperately fighting against Octopus's tentacles. And then in the background, you have a lovable Aunt May and immortal danger from the ghost of Hammerhead there. The colors really pop. I think there's a lot of action and activity on the cover without it being too overly crowded. I think Gil King did a really good job of placing the tentacles in just such a way that it helps kind of fill out and bring you into the action without overcrowding the cover too much. Those are my thoughts, but uh, I'm not the professional. My brother Jared is, so I'll hand it over to him and get his thoughts. What do you think, Jared? Well, I'm glad you asked. I think you did a great job. Echo everything you said. Gil Kane puts in another good one. 
uh, the only thing I want to, I'm just going to underline something you said. I think it's a great use of color. The green outfit of Ock on the red and blue of Spidey, that purple ghost on the orange and brown of Aunt May, and then all the way into the background where on the left you have that yellow column and on the right you have the blue, the light blue. I guess it's maybe an oval or whatever. Just really nice color balance. It just makes the, the cover scene super active and interesting. I'm going to pass the mic to my boy, Delvin. What do you think, Delvin? I like comics. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, you two have already done a, a very good job, but I have to at least throw in the joke of anytime I see Aunt May on a cover, the cover has to take like a ding. I mean, come on. Like no one wants to see Aunt May in an action pose. And, and, and normally... It's usually in that damsel in distress because, like, she looks like she's about 130 on that picture. But um, the you're, cover- you're losing us our complete over 80 age group that listens to this show right now. I, 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 I know. I'll speak softer so they can't. <laughs> And apparently, Doctor Octopus likes a little patina on his on his uh, on his women's there. So. <laughs> well, I, I mean, and uh, Gil Kane has Doc Ock looking pretty yoked on yeah, that picture. You know, he's not five thousand. Yeah, but I mean, it, it is the Doc Ock and Spidey part of the cover is really good, and they did need a backdrop if they wanted to describe the story. So everything about the cover makes sense, and it is a good Spidey action pose. I mean, he looks all you know entangled and then there's doc ock and those are the two main points that i enjoy out of the cover patronymous what do you think well i totally agree with everything you guys are saying already the art is very well drawn i also wrote down on my notes that the color is really stands out to me on this one you got a variety of different colors going on so really like how they use the the purple and the white to make the ghost kind of figure of hammerhead kind of transparent that makes it kind of pop a little bit more aunt may you're right does look like an older lady a very older lady that i'm like why is doc ock with Anne? i don't know you know unless he's trying to gold dig yeah, he's losing to- us losing us our audience <laughs> here people hey man must have some skills man <laughs> Oh my All right. God. Anyway, oh. we'll move on here. <laughs> now, now, you, yeah. now you lost every other demographic. <laughs> so with that, I agree with you guys. Really nicely drawn and colored cover. So let's go. I meant she baked really well. <laughs> it's going to get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> so let's go ahead and rate this. I, uh. <laughs> Before we go any deeper down the hole. <laughs> Since Jason is back with us, I'm just going to do a reminder for him on the rating system here. We have, uh, we're going to cover, we're going to give three martinis, Pat. Three martinis. <laughs> oh, wrong show. Uh, pipes. We started doing pipes yeah. on one show. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Rating system for Jason is going to be, obviously, since he doesn't remember what it is. And so the rating system goes like this. One is you hated it. I mean, it ruffled your tummy feathers. Two, you didn't like it. Three, you liked it. Four, you really liked it. And five, it tickled your tummy feathers. Mm. So with that, let's find out what Jared's thoughts are. I like to have my, my tummy feathers tickled. <laughs> so this cover is pretty darn good. I like it. I'm going to give it a four. I'm giving this cover a four. Delvin? It has on May on it. I'm giving it a three. Jason? <laughs> ageism! There's ageism on the show. <laughs> Look, I mean, there's, there's a reason that you don't have, like, geriatric superheroes, because geriatrics don't do dynamic stuff. <laughs> oh, man, we are just losing our over 80. Uh, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to agree with Jared before. I, I really liked it. It gave me a good tummy tease. All right. <laughs> I am going to agree with Delvin. Yeah! Woo! Woo! 
So I agree with Delvin. This is a three. Art was great, but it just didn't. I liked it. It didn't do much else for me on that. So I think we got a tie there, boys. Ever since you've grown out that goatee, you've been one point behind that. (laughs) Old Tap doesn't play, man. The Revenge of Tap, baby. Taps back, baby. Taps back. Taking names. (laughs) I'm all out of bubble gum. (laughs) You've been tapped out. Tapped out, yeah. (laughs) This cover's been tapped. I like it. Catch me. All right. Well... With that, let's go ahead and find out what is this story all about. Jason? While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. A Spider-Man. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man. Trepid hero plummeting to Earth after being dropped from Doc Ock's helicopter last issue. Spidey saves his skin by rigging a glider out of his webbing and glides back to New York City where he unceremoniously lands in a garbage can. With no leads on old puss feller, who still has dear old Aunt May, Peter can do nothing but return home and monitor his police scanner. As Peter stews in his apartment sewing his tattered Spider-Man uniform, he is visited by his neighbor, Glory Grant. He is about to sit down with the gorgeous model and have coffee and cake when MJ shows up worried about Aunt May. Before things can get truly awkward, Peter gets a call from the Bugle wanting him to get on the scene at Brookhaven National Laboratory where Dr. Octopus is holed up with Aunt May and surrounded by a SWAT team. The evil octopus is still plagued by the ghost of Hammerhead, and Peter changes into our favorite wall crawler and busts into the lab to find Dr. Octopus building a contraption to allegedly deal with the phantom Hammerhead once and for all. Spidey engages the doctor in hand-to-hand combat while systematically destroying old Otto's device. When the ghostly Hammerhead threatens Aunt May, however, Spidey finds to his chagrin that the ephemeral Hammerhead is immune to his fists and webs. Rethinking his strategy, Spider-Man helps Doc Ock repair his device. When they think they have Hammerhead dead to rights and activate the machine, however, Spidey and Octavius are stunned to find that they have been tricked. The device has brought Hammerhead back to life. There it is. Boom goes the dynamite. That's how it's done. Back to you, Pat. Uh, Thank you, Jason, for that awesome recap. Let's get into the bric-a-brac for this issue. We're going to see... First read or reread? Delvin? First read. Jason? First read for me as well. Jared? First read for me. What about you, It's the first read for me. Thank you for asking. That's what I do. Let's get into the highs and lows. We'll start with Jason. Oh. 
Okay, so there's a there's a few things here. So starting out, I'm going to say right off the bat that I hate that web glider concept. I've always hated that web glider concept. It is stupid, and I never want to see it again in a Spider-Man When you say always hate it, what do you mean? Does this thing come back up again? I've seen it before in other earlier issues and the cartoons and stuff. I always thought it was kind of weird, like with the parachute, but I could kind of almost go with the parachute, you know? But the glider, I mean, physics just doesn't work that way, man. I... I hated that thing. I'm, I'm siding with you on this, Jason, just so you know. Like, even oh. when they use it in the cartoon when I was like six, I was like, four. I know. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> I liked it. I like, uh, yeah. I like no, the lighter. No, you didn't. I it. did. I am not saying that oh. to be contrary. I had a, I have a whole thing okay. to say about oh, it. I can't everything. wait to hear oh, this. Man, I can't I, wait to hear right. Now I got something to look forward to. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, I, yeah, you'll, you'll be going here soon enough. Let me get through mine. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I think the apartment. I want to hear more about what Delvin has to say. <laughs> I, do, I actually do too. I mean, we could just skip mine and go right to Delvin. <laughs> the apartment scene was kind of funny. I liked that. I thought Peter eating another woman's cake can cause some future trouble. Is that chocolate frosting? If you know what I'm saying. I, I don't understand. Um, how this girl just shows up. Where's she been? I know, man. I was kind of surprised how cool yeah. MJ was with it. To be honest, she was all right, but it looks like it's playing the seed for maybe some. A romantic trouble mm. in the future, which is always fun. The scene at the bugle, I'm pretty sure, even in 76, it's illegal to threaten to murder somebody. But I did like the surly J. Jonah Jameson back, taking out his frustrations on losing uh, Betty and having to find a new secretary. That was kind of fun. I'm not really clear on how Hammerhead is a ghost. I thought maybe there would be a little more explanation by now, but it doesn't look like anything's coming. We're just supposed to accept that that happened. I well, read the last issue. Yeah, that happened. In I the- did read the last issue but i mean even then i i read the last yeah, issue to catch up it was right you didn't right. fall for that yeah, comic right. trick no no i didn't but i guess okay dr octopus seemed to have it figured out so he was in the lab setting up this complicated trap and i'm always like octopus is a villain because he's he's both physically and mentally a challenge for spider-man which, which is kind of unique you know you, you have your like your sandman and you know sandman's a physical challenge but spider-man always seems to figure out a way to outthink him Having an opponent like Dr. Octopus is pretty tough. I like the addition of the SWAT team. Uh, kind of up the fun factor of that end scene by giving Spider-Man another obstacle he had to overcome. That was kind of cool. I thought the fight between Doc Ock and Spidey was pretty cool. I was kind of confused why he just started, you know, kicking and breaking all the Doc Ock stuff. I guess, you know, it said that he, he figured it might be a threat to him. So I, I guess I can buy that. But then... It was kind of ironic that he had to, like, put it all back together, too. And I was trying to figure out timing-wise, like, did Hammerhead just stand there for, like, 10 minutes while he rebuilt the yeah. whole thing? Hey, give us a few minutes. Uh, I'm not, Go ahead and torture Ant Man yeah, while we're— uh... Smoke him if you got him. I, and I was still scratching my head about how Hammerhead went from the spirit to the flesh and blood, when, you know, and he changed from his spectral form. I'm not—I I mean, this. it seemed almost like the story meant it to be, like, Hammerheaded out, foxed Doc Ock and— trick Doc Ock into bringing him back to physical form and and I was like that's pretty clever for for Hammerhead. So I, that, that whole part was just really kind of confusing me. And then I'm not sure exactly like how I, I get that Hammerhead was making threatening gestures towards Aunt May, but we haven't seen him be able to do anything physically with his powers at all. He's just, no. just annoying. 
Sure didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'd be like, okay, well, peace out. <laughs> Have a good afterlife, I guess. Um, but at any rate, I, I've run out of things to say. Those are those are kind of my highs and lows. I will pass it on over to Jared. Well, you covered a lot of it. I will jump in and say uh, one of my highs is the Ross Andrew art. It's looking really good. Love that first page where Spidey's in free fall. Gonna obviously go Team Jason on the hang glider that I don't like. And then he's like, I'm finally back in the city, you know, where he was saying earlier, you know, I just need something to web to. And it's like he he forgot how to web. He gets back in the city and he drops off the thing and then he, he webs and then he lands in the garbage. And I'm like, dude, you, you've been doing this longer than that, man. I don't know why he just didn't swing away. But cut to the scene where Gloria comes over with the, with the cake and then MJ shows up and she seems cool with it. I think there was an opportunity there for Spider-Man. That's all I'm going to say. Golden. Yeah. Once in a lifetime. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. He's like, oh, my my, my girlfriend's here. And she's... It's time yeah, for a Marvel team-up. Like, man. <laughs> Boy. Marvel two-in-one. Bam, bam, I wish I had somebody else here with me. Man, I wish I wouldn't have gotten rid of that dead body in my closet. <laughs> Man, he had he had a nice little lineup going there, but oh no, Aunt May had to ruin everything by getting kidnapped. Keep it up, May. Oh, man, yeah. So, um, yeah, the stuff with J. Jonah Jameson is always funny. It'll probably show up in my silly Spidey moments. On content page nine, I'm not sure what, actually this would be content page eight. I'm not sure what page that falls in an actual comic, because again, digital. But man, on the bottom right corner is like a picture of Aunt May, and like she's thinking about the helicopter ride, I guess, flashing back. She looks like she could die at any second. No, I agree with like, you there. Dude, it's like she's dude, dude. on us, May. It's like that's like Aunt, Aunt May is like yeah. she's like brains. <laughs> it's the zombie corpse. Of like Aunt missing May. teeth, or like like she put her teeth on the nightstand. And yeah, like, yeah. The dentures didn't make the trip or something. Yeah, it looked rough. But yeah, Jason hit a lot of stuff. Good fight scene. Uh, there's a really a really great Ross. Another great Ross Andrew drawing on content page twelve. It's where Doc Ock throws Spidey out the window, and then Spidey like webs to come back in. There's a lot of really good action there. Love it. I was kind of confused, like Jason though, because Spidey's like, I'm gonna bust up your whatever it is, your device. And then Ox like, we need the device to win. And Spidey's like, I'm going to help you build this device. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me give that? Him the stick. Yeah. Don't give him the stick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and yeah, Jason's right. That goes to Hammerhead. He hasn't really done anything to anyone. And anything. <laughs> he's just been menacing. And then like... <laughs> And then, like Jason alluded to, too, uh, I was a little flabbergasted. I was like, wait, two of the smartest guys in the Marvel Universe just got outfoxed by Hammerhead? Okay. But I do want to point out one thing that I do like. I'm a big fan of clever wordplay. And right there on the last page, when Hammerhead's back to life, if you look, it says the next issue is called Arm and Arm and Arm and Arm and Arm and Arm with Dr. Octopus. (laughs) I thought that was funny because he has lots of arms. I see what Delvin. <laughs> yes, they they made a funny. Did stuff. Yeah, they right. did. It was it was it was a, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, I I sense negativity coming. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good sense, Jared. <laughs> Man, y'all. Ugh. I about had it with Lynn. My God, this book was terrible. It was awful. And I mean, this is me talking about Spidey. It was awful. Yeah. 
That's gonna mean something. Let me say positive things first, <laughs> and that's all I have. Or, or do you want to go to the negative first? Do you want to do the I, negative first? I, I could. I actually could end it there and just say this is awful, right. Pat. But no, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna uh, say some other words. Ross Andrews' art was very good. I mean, it's like he was given um, just a terrible storyline, but there was nothing wrong with any of his drawing. Plenty of action towards the end of it, but it was mindless because Spider-Man the whole time I can completely understand him wanting to go again. His aunt. I do get that, but he paid attention to nothing like at any point in time. All he was just pure reaction without thought the entire time. Hammerhead's ghost did nothing. He had no powers. He had no physical way of harming anyone. He was just there because like a large part of the last bit of the issue was him menacing Aunt May by standing there he didn't do anything and so this and so this entire time you have dr octopus like one of the smartest minds in marvel universe with these four freaking metal arms and he's just being driven crazy by a ghost that does nothing really that like it, it almost it ruins like even the build-up it's like you like, like the ghost is one thing of the ghost was able to actually touch or affect doc ock in any way but it was just there one more good part, the hanger note. The reason why I like the hanger thing is because they revealed uh, about how Spidey and how he's a genius, right? And they, they always mention that, like even in the later books now, you know, they mention how underrated Pete's intelligence is. And this was one of those instances where but like, he wasn't smart enough to fire a spider tracker onto the helicopter. He could have saved so are, himself so, a lot. So, so, are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are, can, can I explain? You gonna let me explain? Can I sorry, explain? sorry. Can I finish? Can I finish? Weasel skull mutant. No, but what I was gonna say is, I thought it was pretty cool that this dude saw a hang glider and was able to on the fly device <laughs> one that was form perfect and able to use it in a functional way. That would take a genius to do that. You get what I'm saying? That's why I, I saw that and was like, well, dang, that's actually a pretty cool thing. I mean, it's... it's I have a feeling if you tossed Albert Einstein out of a helicopter with web shooters, he probably would have thought, man, it'd be cool if I could make a goddamn hang glider. But I can't because it's f***ing impossible. <laughs> Wow, this show took Someone's a turn. Angry. Someone got <laughs> on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, I, I cold meds, my friend. Cold meds. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's also you have no problem, however, with a ghost being turned back into a normal <laughs> human being. Of course, I had a problem. Did you not listen to my segment? I had a problem with him getting turned into a ghost to begin well, with. Well, well you're he like been well, atomized. Well, you're like I'm kind of iffy on that, and then you're like, oh my god, we must follow laws of gravity. That's all I'm saying, Jason. For the record, to be clear, I am equally hating on both of those things. Fair enough. I thought it was a cool comic booky thing. Yes. Could someone make a object like that using web fluid in freefall? Probably not. But, you know, in the realm of comic books, it definitely went to show that Pete's a pretty smart dude to be able to do something like that. And that would be my point there. Yeah, the freaking Glory Grant scene. I'm sitting there watching as like, it, has anyone else watched Luke Cage, the series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember? Of course. Like, do you, and do you remember in, in the Luke Cage anytime that he asked the girl for coffee? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and so Glory Grant comes over for coffee and cake, and I'm like, I don't like, I, I'm, I want to know what the cake is too. 
that could have been the whole like episode or series, and I would I, I would have watched that. I would have looked at that. You know, the whole that was like, Mary Jane kept oh, what. <laughs> He, oh, he yeah. asked them to save him a piece. He should have left. He was like, you know what? Of all the times in this irresponsible <laughs> SOB, you know, talk, oh, what duty calls, what? No. Duty was at your apartment, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mays had a good run. Yeah, uh, Mays had a good run. Robertson's had a good run. You take two for the team, sir, and, and you stay at that apartment. Um, oh, with, but yeah. with great power comes great Cinemax plot lines. <laughs> I know, man. Oh. I, I just, man. I, anyway. All I needed, all I needed was uh, was Gwen Stacy so, to drop by, and you got a Neapolitan. So, right this, so what you're saying, Ellen, is the guy's smart enough to create a hang glider. <laughs> it all comes back to the hang glider, but he's not smart yeah, enough it, to it, see it, right. You know what? And, and that, but that often yeah. happens with like brainy yeah, genius. Exactly, yeah. You know, like I, I have to go get money. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be a good guy, save my aunt. And it's like, you know what? You know, Aunt May can keep for about you know five to ten minutes. That's all I need. Five to ten. Oh, with that lineup, I wouldn't go longer than three. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, but, Flash but, Thompson would have stuck around. You know that? Yeah, Flash, Flash definitely would have. Crazy Osborne um, would yeah, too. I, I just. Wait, who would too? Crazy Osborne. Crazy oh, <laughs> crazy train. It's like I got some crack. Uh-uh. <laughs> What's in that cake? I love but, that cake. <laughs> I, but the storyline it, itself, it was like the surprise that Doctor Octopus came back, only that he was haunted by this ghost who did nothing the entire time, like to the point where, like, again, just go back and look at this issue and see how many panels that Hammerhead was so-called menacing. <laughs> Aunt May. It's, it's too many. <laughs> it's too many. And he did nothing. Like, so, so this, oh. He didn't have to do, Pat, he didn't have to do anything to Aunt May. She's on her deathbed anyway by the way she's drawn. She's drawn. Well, I mean, well, I mean, the way, the, the way she's drawn. She was freaking him out, I think. Yeah, <laughs> the, way, the way she's drawn, may, like, maybe she should have, like, fought him on the spectral plane, yeah. you know? Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Just, ugh. Pat, go ahead, man. I'm, I'm right. done. Well, on uh, my notes, and you guys mentioned a lot of some of the same things I have already had. We'll go to the glider and just one more thing on that. My, I was unsure, too, of how he had enough time to make that thing. But as Delvin was explaining, it got me thinking a little bit more. He's a genius, Pat. No, He's and genius, he was. Pat. You know why he was a genius? Because a long time ago, he put those spider webs in between his armpits. So then he could kind of glide a little bit more with his webbings. So I could see where that was give him a little more time in the air to make that hang glider thank you pat i like that you you, you take pat you gets take, no prize you this, take you take that jason this unholy union of pat and delvin has got to stop <laughs> he opened my eyes to it i'm I, the more i looked at looking at that page you can see the under web pit things i don't whatever you want to call that that spider-man has that that's got to help him glide a little bit too when he's swinging around i would it, think right it does help him glide a little bit that's that's definitely one of spider-man's abilities but speaking of that then we go into you know spider he falls and he ruins his outfit i guess he, does he still only have one outfit you would think by now why does he need to sew this outfit up again is he is there only one why why doesn't he have another outfit again you would think he would have like you know a couple spares so somewhere or something you, you know think. you, you got to wash this thing too well, right? 
doesn't have a lot of money, though. They go out of their way to talk about how he doesn't have much yeah, money. But, I don't know if that helps. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. That's just something I thought of, you know, at least have one. You would think by now he would have a, you know, hey, I got to save up for another material, for another suit here. His, his, well, obviously he doesn't because his apartment is very sparse inside. That's true. He can, he still brings two freaking supermodels yeah, over there, though. <laughs> get, bringing him snacks. And- I mean, I'm just saying, like, there, there's probably, like, somebody on Park Avenue with, like, a lavish, you know, apartment or a brownstone that doesn't have two supermodels in their building. Bringing him cake. You know, but, mm. but, 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 <laughs> He's just got a, a blanket down with a boombox, a radio. I don't even know if he called it a boombox back then. It looked like just a little radio. Yeah, he's always grousing about his Parker luck. Two models. and You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm on the two models too much. But two models. Two models. Two. And Gwen Stacy. And Betty Brant's made doe eyes at him. He's got Parker luck in some areas, but in other areas, he's got like 007 luck. <laughs> Well, more off my list, Jared already mentioned, having my notes, Aunt May is really looking old. (laughs) (laughs) Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. (laughs) For some reason, like, I felt like calling her Aunt Exposition. (laughs) Because, oh, my God, all she was there was just to advance. I think she's so old, she doesn't know. Like, hey, when you let somebody tie up (laughs) these other guys, something's wrong with that guy that's tying these people up. And you're just. That was loyalty. That's that's how they used to roll back in the day, Pat. (laughs) I was like, why? If your man was tying up some other people, you just went with it. Stand by your octopus. That's right. And she's climbing the stairway. To heaven. All right, I drop knocking on heaven's door. Jason drops stairway to heaven. You guys owe us some Aunt May's gonna die songs before the end of this episode. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew I agree with Delvin. This story was kind of, man, just kind of lame a little bit. Yeah, I, I really didn't have much it's for so my notes. Bad. The only other thing as they got is another Tony, Orlando, and Dawn reference. I'm like, okay. I Now that I know who they are. Yeah. Yeah, Len must have really yeah. liked him or something or disliked him. I can't really tell. There's a couple other spots where he specifically calls out some news or, or some people of the time references. So it kind of sets you back. Other than that. Art was very good. I enjoyed the art. I do, uh, Jason, I think my thought on Hammerhead, he knew what he was doing. That's why he was following Doctor on. That's why he was on him so much was because he knew that only Dr. Octopus had the brain enough to get him back into the world. That kind of makes sense. It seemed like yeah. a really long shot plan. <laughs> I mean, because Doc Ock was really just drinking himself to death there for a while. <laughs> I mean, if I'm hammerhead, I'm like, man, this plan isn't working exactly. <laughs> so, this guy's killing his brain. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, too. That's that's kind of what the way I took it, at least. I don't know where the rest of the story's going. I'm hoping it's going to get better. <laughs> I, I heard a, a sound of a toilet flushing in my head. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to get better. Ooh, me, too. But uh, does anybody have any other extra highs and lows you want to throw out there before we move on? Peter should have put it together a three-way. I think. I don't know if we alluded to that or not, but... <laughs> Well, with that, let's get into the silly Spidey moments. 
Jared, what's your silly <laughs> Spidey moment for this issue? I got to go back to my boy, J. Jonah Jameson. I, I just like that entire scene where that poor gal who had to fill in for Betty, just <laughs> everything's going wrong. And then she spills the coffee on him. He threatens murder. I, I, there's not a particular line or anything. It just, you know, it's always fun to watch J. Jonah Jameson do his thing. So that, that whole scene gets my silly Spidey moment. Delvin, what's your silly Spidey moment? I am surprised that... Like uh, with the group of people that I'm with that y'all didn't catch this because I saw the like and read it the first time and cracked up laughing. It is on the next to last page, the top panel and Hammerhead uh, mentions. So you still think that crazy contraption of yours can rub me out, octopus? (laughs) 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 The hell kind of comic book we're reading. (laughs) So, yes, that. That is my silly Spidey moment. <laughs> Jason, how about you? My favorite silly Spidey moment is when he ditches those two girls and he's like, uh, lock up before you leave. Uh, leave a piece of cake there for me, too. <laughs> Get back. You know, maybe sweep up a little bit. <laughs> Mary Jane, you, you can go. Sweep up, though. Gloria, by, by cake, I mean you stay here. <laughs> what do you imagine those two girls did after he left? <laughs> Talked fashion. Uh, who's next? Fashion. <laughs> well, for my moment, ah, boy, th- this was a tough issue to find something that I really thought was kind of funny. I think it was just really there was action there, but boy, it just was there anything that r- really was funny? And so I guess I'm gonna go with Jarrett on the comedy two pager of Jay Jonah, just kind of being Jay Jonah. It's yeah. an easy win. I think the thing it's it just felt disjointed because I mean, you know, if you think of how close Peter is to his Aunt May, and you know, we made fun of the art and, and Aunt May's fragility in the comic, but it seems to me like out of character for him, almost like he's swinging in and out of character, like. Sometimes he's frantic, desperate to rescue Aunt May from Dr. Octopus. And then he's like, oh, well, just going to sit in here and listen to my radio and flirt with these girls. And and there's not like any sense of panic or anything there. So I I just I felt like the whole mood was just disjointed in this comic. And then he made a pretty unforgivable mistake. Like he goes and he just clobbers Doc Ock, which causes Doc Ock to lose his concentration. And he dropped Aunt May. It was like, ooh. Ooh, wow. Like, Pete now would never do something like that. And it's like... like <laughs> there goes a hip, yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, especially, uh, you know, at her advanced stage of this issue. Yeah. She, I'm surprised she didn't just, you know, that bought the poem right there. <sighs> yeah. But I can certainly go on my normal rant <laughs> about Lynn again here. It's sloppy writing. I, I would get the sense that he was trying to convey that that Pete was, you know, mad, you know, you know, and went after his aunt, you know, who he loved and adores and had to chase down the octopus to find her. So he was like, you know, maybe a little sloppy, but oof, I just didn't think it was well conveyed. Yeah, there was. So you didn't you didn't like the part where he hit Ock and she dropped Aunt May? No, I put Aunt May to the ground. You don't need her. Anymore. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that big bat, that oh. big hammerhead's coming down. <laughs> Feels like I'm knocking on heaven's door. Oh, okay, I got that out. Sorry. Do you remember there's an episode of Family Guy? And like at, right about like the first commercial of this episode, it was very obvious that it was the uh, episode was going to be about Meg. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> 
And Peter was like, yep, that's right, guys. It's it's a Meg episode. You know, feel free to go change the channel. <laughs> this, this, that's what it kind of was here. It's like, I mean, the cover of this book is boasting like a freaking septuagenarian. Like, oh. You never did get past that cover, did you? <laughs> no. Like, what the heck? No one, no freaking kid is going to buy covers like, oh, look, grandma's on it. <sighs> I'm I'm sorry. Apparently, I, I you know there's some freaking salt in my dang cornflakes this morning or something. That's all right. We're all Poor we Aunt all May. have our own opinion on this, Delvin. <laughs> Poor Aunt May can't catch a break. I'm hopped up on cold <laughs> drugs, so that's my excuse. Well, uh, does anybody have anything else before we get into the ratings for this issue? <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into that then. Just a reminder for Jason again, since he's back with us. And he's, and he's on, on cold meds. Yeah. So mind. listen very carefully, Jason. Four candy canes. <laughs> All right. We'll take that for you. But we'll minus that. We'll take that half because of the drugs. You don't really know what you're actually saying. So we'll take that in half, which will make it a two. That is true. <laughs> no. Here's the rating system. And it is a one through five scale, one being the lowest. That means it ruffled your tummy feathers. Two, you didn't like it. Three, you liked it. Four, you really liked it, or five, it really tickled your tummy feathers. So let's find out what Delvin's rating is for this issue. That was going to be the baseline, I feel like, for this issue. <laughs> <sighs> Keeping in line with you guys and, you know, not, not doing halvesies and all that stuff. What I will say is I'm giving this a two, and it was flirting with a one. Ooh. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, I mean, it was... Ouch. It, it, like that, the, the, it was it was too it was too like Peter Parker, you know, had to leave the apartment looking at one, just flirting with it, you just know. But, yeah, but, but yeah, it was it wasn't great. Jason, what do you think, man? I'm gonna give it a three. I can't in my heart give it a two. It's it is very much a flawed book, and and I agree with a, a lot of what you said. And I know I've bagged on it quite a bit, but it had good bones. I mean, it has a it has a decent structure it had some scenes in there that was good and ross andrew saved it for me so i'll give it a three but it was flirting with the two yeah i uh that this is a tough one um i i'm gonna what jason said what jason said made sense to me it it really did you factor in the ross andrew and i won't go so so far to say i didn't like it i got entertainment out of it so it barely crept into a three-way from i'm sorry just a a three (laughs) (laughs) just a, a a three for me the setup was there peter is your air conditioning working it's so hot in here (laughs) i'm gonna take my top off yeah Good luck, good luck editing yeah, this show. I, I, I got coffee and cake. I just need a little bit of cream. <laughs> oh. 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 Moving on. Chocolate filling. Oh, no. Change <laughs> <laughs> back. Oh, man. Peter. <laughs> Want some cake? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh my goodness, Pat, save us, Pat, save us. What are you? What are you gonna do? Oh man, I am. Got a barely three yeah, out of me. You I know. I'm eyeballing that too. Uh, Come on, tap. Come on. I'm torn too. I, you know, if we, I, if we want to do halves, I'd say we do halves, and I'm sure we. <laughs> Nobody else. I, I don't think Delvin's gonna allow yeah. that at this point. <laughs> is it getting? Is it getting a pat oh, on the back, no. or is it getting tapped oh. out? Pat on the back or tapped out? Uh. <laughs> 
you know, like art wise, it was very good art. I, you know, I'm not knocking that at all. It's just the story. Just boy, does does that bring it down that to that level? Does it bring it down? Bring it, bring it down now. Bring it down. Bring it down. Um, you know, uh, my gut. I'm going with the two. Okay. Where do we go now? Where do, Where do we, we go? go? <laughs> a, a two and a half. You know, I'm go torn between. Now. It's a two and a half. It's well by you giving it a two, like Delvin mentioned on a previous yep. episode. You and Delvin gave it twos. Jason, and I gave it threes, which means it averages out to a two point five. That's probably where it belongs. Man, y'all, y'all are some softies, man. Y'all gotta admit, this, like the, the artwork is is very good. I, I, there, I can't say off. a dang yeah. thing. The yeah. story is abysmal. It, this is. Uh, you know, I know what it is. I, I guess I'm so. I was so looking forward to how this played out because of the, the buildup over the other oh, issues of now that we know who that mystery guy was and what was going on. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's. I'm hoping this changes now that Hammerhead's like. I mean, yeah, they, they did build yeah, it up really yeah. well, and then the big reveal, we were like, oh, Doctor Octopus, this is going to be good. And then, and I went back and read through it, and I'm just like, I don't understand how this happened or why this happened and what's going on. And can Hammerhead actually do anything, or is he just stalking these folks? You know, just haunting them for lack of a better term. I don't know. There were parts in there I enjoyed. I thought the battle between Doc Ock and Spidey was kind of fun. And banter with the girls was fun. And the banter with J. Jonah Jameson was fun. So this is this is kind of like, you know, somebody gets a lifetime achievement award. This is like reading several not great issues of a character that I love. Right now, Spidey feels directionless. It feels I, like I, I agree with you. I, I can I, would, I can imagine uh, how you feel on this. I was so excited, like I said, so excited the way that the stories were that story was kind of building up and it was mystery and all that going on, and then it's just like nothing. This you're getting it's like you give like me put, this. Like put, yeah, like they did the whole Doc Ock buildup yeah. for him to basically be a quivering idiot who's scared of hammerhead. Really? <laughs> ghost of Hammerhead. Shammerhead. That's what the ghost doing. of Hammerhead. It's like, oh. I'm going to scare you. <laughs> what? You're not afraid? <laughs> you do a very good vampire, Pat. That's a watching a lot of Scooby Doo there. I have a I have a feeling if Hammerhead just came back and said, I am just gonna hang around you all the time unless you build a machine that brings me That's back what to I life. Think he was doing. And then we'll go our separate That's what I ways. Think he was doing. That we well, but I mean he should have just come out and said it. Look, man, I am just gonna be here the whole time until you get sick of me or you build me a machine bring me back to life and then we can go our separate ways. We don't need to bring Spidey into it. We don't need to bring Aunt May into it. Let's just figure this out. And why Doc Ock thought that Aunt May would somehow save him. Well, what? You know, he thinks he was going crazy. Needed somebody <laughs> a little more seasoned. Well, she is to one him closest okay. to the astral plane. You're yeah, almost dead. Well, it, was just, it was just getting dark, you know, too dark to see. Feels like I'm knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> Not letting it go. I was just going to say, if she was more seasoned, we could have called her Lowry's. I mean, Lowry's. <laughs> Quite seasoned. Quite seasoned. Yeah. Do you? Dude, I got a good chicken recipe. I'll tell you later. Nice. Oh, you know we do recipes on this show. Well, one time. (laughs) It's dance. That's what we call it around the house here. When it's my turn, I'll probably get like a kale salad (laughs) or something. (laughs) Anyway. Thanks. So it sounds like I think we've spent way too much time on this. (laughs) (laughs) 
So <laughs> Pat, Pat officially Patty, can't show. even pretend like yeah. he's enthusiastic anymore. I'm finished. I'm done. And that yeah, brings you to the end of this <laughs> show. Let's move along. Here. Move along. Nothing to see, folks. <laughs> Nothing to see. Move along. Do you guys have anything else before we move along? Any final words? No, good. So with that, we will take a quick break and we will be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, John. Hi, Maggie. I'm still wrapping my brain around the fact that we're married. <laughs> Me too, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Aw. Oh, hey, I was looking at these old comics, and I noticed that there's Hold a Hold that thought. Why don't we talk about it on our podcast? We have a podcast? It seems like the logical next step. We get married. We change our names. We combine our comic collections. We start a podcast about comic books. Well, I can't fault your logic, but there are plenty of podcasts out there already. Do you really think we'll have anything new and interesting to say? Oh, I think we'll manage. Welcome to the Married with Comics podcast, where we constantly f*** up. <laughs> it goes from Marvel Girl to Phoenix to Marvel Girl to Jean Grey to Phoenix to Dead. Um, <laughs> and then apparently he's so consumed with his own thoughts that he runs right past three monkeys <laughs> in an A brainwave camera took a picture of that guy's head. A brainwave camera. Uh, and Ben's just basically, whatever you gotta do to stop the commies, Nick. So join us at the Married with Comics podcast, where two newlyweds with a love for comics intelligently, critically, and thoughtfully discuss comic books. Also listen as we goof around, make jokes, and make fun of John for mispronouncing names. I do that a lot. Sometimes we'll pick a topic and review and discuss comics that relate to the topic. And sometimes we'll pick up a comic and see what discussion topics come up. Sometimes we'll spend an entire episode talking about how much Maggie loves Batman. The only thing that's almost as strong as my love for you is my love for Batman. The Married with Comics podcast. Available directly on our site at marywcomics.lipson.com, on iTunes, and wherever good podcasts are found. Also, check us out at Facebook at the Married with Comics podcast. We've got everything you need. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show where we would normally share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are currently working to revamp our recording schedule so we can do the comments section at the same time we record each new episode. For this segment, I will just be going over the social media likes, shares, and retweets. Thank you for understanding as we work to streamline this process. Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast, even if you just want to keep it short with just star ratings. It helps raise the profile of the show and we'll share your review on the next show. Let's get to the social media likes, shares, and retweets from Jeff Brown, Aaron Moss at Headcast Network, El Sedano, Awesome Dude at Chris Giacquack. Wad Giac Wade one. Bob Buster. Chris at BTO and Backbooks. Let it go. Clint Head. Then we have Clinton Robinson. Clinton. Coffee and Comics. David Mattiola. Mattiola. Delvin Cox from the Delvin Cox Experience. Firestorm fan. Thank you, Shag. Jiffy Tinnell. Thank you at Drew Estate Mofro. Jim at Canadian Daredevil. I know it's you, Ross. Joe Crawford. I was Joe. Ken Solo. Thank you, Ken. Kurt Spencer at Big Army 5. 
Lost in Time at Lost in Time 74. Mike Peacock. Monty Halsworth. Parallel Pod at Parallel Pod. Thank you, guys. Rad Adventures. That's Ruth and Darren at the Rad Adventures Network. Thank you. Ross Michaud. Old School Ross. Also known as Canadian Daredevil. Ruth Sutherland. Ryan Daly. Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast. That's Sean. Thanks, Sean. Sheldon Andrews. And Tom Whittaker at Tom DG Witt. Thanks, Tom. We want to give a big thank you to everyone for the follow, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate your friendship and the help in spreading the word of this podcast. That's going to be the show. So be sure to check out the website longboxcrusaderchronicles.blogspot.com where the posts are made for journaling this crusade. I want to give a big thanks to Jared, Jason, and Delvin for being on this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find everyone on the internet. Let's start with Jason. So you can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter. I'm also Jason Albrick on Facebook, and that's spelled like it sounds, A-L-B-E-R-I-C-A. I know, not at all like it sounds, but just think I'll be rich and you'll get there. Also, Jason Albrick on Instagram. All Back right, to you, Pat. Where can people find you? You can find me on the Twitters at Yard Sale Artist. I'm also on Facebook at Yard Sale Artist. If you want to hear some more jibber jabber from this crew here, check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. That's a fun one that we do James Bond stuff on. You can also find me on a variety of shows on the White Rocket Entertainment Network. But most of all, most of all, my comic book is now available on Kindle, so go check out Hamilton. Nice, man. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, go check out Hamilton versus Burr, a werewolf tale, uh, available on Kindle for the low, low price of I think it's three ninety nine. Four bucks. Digital awesomeness, forty four yeah, pages. I hope you all enjoy. It. Read it. Is there a way to get for for those of us that like it old school to get get a for reals copy, Jared? Or are they Man, all not? I'm so glad you asked. There's two ways you can get, you can get a physical copy. You can contact me directly on the Twitter or the Facebook. It's if you're in the U S. It's ten bucks, and I'll ship it right to your door with. A free original sketch by the penciler Nate Niles. If you want to go a little more legit than just haggling with a guy in a dark room on a social media, you can go find it on eBay. On eBay, it's a little more expensive. It's $14.99, but we're donating a portion of the proceeds to the Christopher Reeve Paralysis Foundation. So find your Hamilton versus Burr, a werewolf tale, however you like. But uh, I'd appreciate it if you give it a look-see. And thanks, you guys, for letting me... Uh, you know, put a commercial in the middle of our Not podcast. Oh, it's a great book. Go out and check it and read it and Thanks, spread the word. Read them all. Yep. Delvin, where can people find you? You can find me on the interwebs, specifically Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. I'm on most of the day. So if you want to just come and chat me up, I'll be happy to chat you back. We can have us a good little combo. And if you also want to conversate with me, you can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Hook me up there and get with me. Build my numbers up, please. I'm desperate. I'm crying out to you. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm lonely. <laughs> I tell you what, if, uh, yeah, I'm so lonely. If, if, if you buy Jared's oh book, give me a tweet as well too. <laughs> it doesn't cost you anything. If you buy my book, please, please twat, please twat. <laughs> so, so please sick Even if, <laughs> all these kids with their twacks. <laughs> it's past midnight. Oh. The podcast an hour. Oh yeah, buy my book and then tweet Pat what you oh, thought yeah. of it. He'll, he'll be the go between. So then he'll tell me what you exactly. thought about it. That sounds like your plan. And then link up with me at uh, Rose City Comic Con. I'll have some oh, sell under the table. The good good press. <laughs> you can sign them because it's really the same name. That's true. <laughs> it's all Jay Albrick. 
Uh, you can also also find this podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Longbox Crusade. So check us out there as well. So with that, thank you everyone for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crusader Chronicles. You got a comment or question, or let's even throw out, hey, you got a way to record your voice and send it to us? Go ahead. You can do that and email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com. Maybe we'll even play your voice back. Love to hear that for the first time. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. So if somebody do that. Yeah. Let's get them in. Let's see who can be the first one to give us feedback via voice. Hey, listen up. First voice comment that we get at what's the what's the email Contact again? Pat? At longboxcrusade.com. First one we get, I will I'll mail you an original sketch. There we go. Ooh. Oh. oh, look at that. Oh. I, I think I think at some point in time we do need to do an MJ impersonation contest. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the next one. We are we are we already have first place yeah. though. I mean, do we really need to be the second? <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah, well, you know, you know, you know, Charlie Chaplin once entered himself into a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest and oh. came in third. <laughs> that's a true story just in case you didn't know that <laughs> well like i said if you guys want to get into this sweet little contest we just thought of right now you can go ahead and send us your voicemails to contact at longboxcrusade.com yeah, otherwise leave a comment on the longbox crusade facebook or twitter page so until next time take care and please join us on the next episode as we continue on the crusade to read them all I have just closed my eyes again Climbed aboard the dream with a chain Drive and take away my worries of today And leave tomorrow The intro music for Crusader Chronicles is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You won't regret it. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We make no money on this podcast, and it is for entertainment purposes only. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Yeah, oh, handing it off. Hey, you're trying to get us to read the script, aren't you, son of a There's so much in the script. <laughs> Okay, so man walks, it's really quick. Man walks out onto his front lawn and he sees a penguin. And so he starts thinking, like, where does this penguin come from? Penguins are from the Antarctic. This penguin shouldn't be here. And he's just staring at it, confused. Police officer drives up, sees the penguin, sees the guy, says, What's going on here? He's like, I don't know, officer. This penguin just showed up. I don't know what to do with it. The officer says, Well, why don't you take it to the zoo? The guy says, oh, that's a really good idea. So a police officer drives away. Next day, police officer's driving back through the neighborhood. Sees the guy outside with the penguin again. He says, hey, man, I thought I told you to take that penguin to the zoo. The man says, I did. Today we're going to the movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they went like friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it depends on, uh, we really haven't had much comedy hour yet, so. It'll break up all the D's nuts yeah. jokes. I have. was going to say, we've had 45 minutes of D's nuts. <laughs> and we've only got through like half the Well, when you're with films. me, you're going to get more than 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow.
I'm the man with the golden deep nut. <laughs> I don't know what sound that was that Pat just made, but I want to hear it again at some point. I always look forward to seeing what song you're going to put. You always pick a song from like the era, right? It's like, whatever uh, that month is, yeah. What, from that month? It's oh, one of the top five, five songs from one. April of 1976. Nice. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, yeah. I believe was the last one I heard. Yeah, that's a pretty cool song. I've always that's liked that song. also used in a, in a rap song um, many years later. Really? Really? I don't remember being sampled. Yeah. Um, the song was called 50 Ways, and I'm trying to remember who did it. Maybe the Ghetto Boys? Ghetto Boys. Get a superstar. Yep. Thank you. Run away with me. Run away. Thank you. Slip me in. I think we slip right into the Kenny and Dolly original. Some guys hope and dreams. Some guys crazy means. Supreme team living the pump. Dreams. Nope. Nobody stop him. Keep going. Who the hell wanna stop me? I hate it. Who else can dumb me? Why didn't you tell it? Why didn't you stop? Keep going. Don't you guys know that song? <laughs> Ghetto Superstar? Uh, I, I, yeah, I know Ghetto Superstar. I just haven't heard the Pat version. That's a good song. Nailed it. All right. One week from tonight, James Bond 007. We're in control of the podcast now. So we are going to run this thing into, into the, the ground. <laughs> Full speed. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna get like angry texts from Van. It's a 45 minutes of you guys saying these nuts James Bond titles. <laughs> what the f are you doing? 45? Which one did we forget? And then your response back to them, these nuts. And then I'll exactly have my response back. <laughs> these nuts? Well, you hear Jason sing Goldfinger in uh, MJ's voice. <laughs> in this very special episode delvin reads his entire script for silver hands (laughs) (laughs) this isn't even real (laughs) and it's like that uh it's like that script of throw mama from the train yeah said james bond yeah said felix slider (laughs) (laughs) because a writer writes always it's a no. great story called License <laughs> to These Nuts. Yes. What <laughs> yeah. uh, nuts to kill? <laughs> I sound stupid compared to Van in the interview. That's normal. That's normal. What was his? Silver hands. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, leaving you some bad beats, Pat. Hello? I left you some sweet cool. meat boxes.